This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. How long should you wait to recover a deer? A trophy hunter and a butcher may give you different answers, but which one is right for you? Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today I want to talk about how long you should wait before you recover a deer. How long should you wait before you get up from your stand or your blind or wherever you're at and then go and try to start following this blood trail? Now, I've talked about some of the nuances in the past of, you know, what do you do if you hit a deer with a good shot, with a bad shot, with, uh, you know, all those different kind of things. So there's episodes that drill down and focus on that. You can go back and check those out. I don't want to go too far down that road today. But what I want to address specifically here is the differences in opinion between trophy hunters and butchers. So if you watch a lot of videos on TV or YouTube, you know, you're going to see people say and do things that are very different than what a lot of butchers would recommend that you do. And, you know, there's, there's a certain line of thought, a certain line of reasoning that you get from watching those videos or watching those folks on TV. And, you know, they give you certain kinds of advice and certain tips and certain information and uh, it sounds really compelling until you cross-examine it, all right? And when you cross-examine those things, different insights come out, different understanding comes up, and how you look at it begins to change. 
Now, before I go any further, if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, assuming this isn't your first episode, you ought to do that right now. Go ahead and hit subscribe. And if you've been a listener for a while, I encourage you guys, head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment. It's the number one way to help the show grow and reach more people. So what are the opinions on when you should recover a deer? Well, a lot of the trophy hunters, the TV guys, the big YouTube guys, the professional hunters, they give you advice like this. You take the shot. If you're confident it's a good hit, you're waiting four hours. If you're not confident it was a good hit, leave it overnight, come back tomorrow. And they'll, they'll try to, you know, talk about how, you know, there's risk for coyotes if you leave it overnight. So they'll give you certain tactics you can do in order to keep coyotes off the scent and off the kill and those sorts of things. And those things may work to some degree depending on where you're hunting. I'm not going to go that way tonight, but I'm not, I'm not discounting all of that information. There is some helpful information there, but there's two main time frames that continue to come out. Four hours and overnight. So if it was a good shot, if you feel good about the shot, four hours. If you don't, or if it's a gut shot, or it's too far back, or you don't feel good about it, wait overnight. This is common advice. Some people have different shades of it. They might say three hours. They might say five hours. They might, you know, they'll give you different numbers. But it's about those kinds of general time frames. And pretty much the only time where you don't wait at least four hours is if you see the deer go down. If you watch it pile up and collapse, and of course, you don't need to wait. You can get up right now and go get it. Um, Or, you know, if you hear the sound that you're utterly confident is the sound of the deer piling up, and then, of course, the running would stop. Well, then you can go get it, of course. But, you know, if you don't see the deer die or you don't hear it confidently that it has gone down four hours or overnight. And there are reasons for this advice. And this is not always bad advice. And I want to talk about the strengths of this advice and this opinion. And this advice has come out of a desire to recover that deer at all costs. All right, the the desire and intention to make sure you leave the woods with those with that deer. And I appreciate that. I I do. I like that kind of thinking. I think you know not enough hunters have enough of that thinking to leave with a deer at all costs. Um but there are costs, and that's what they don't tell you on TV and on YouTube. There are costs to that advice. Now, yes, if you've shot a deer, regardless of good shot, bad shot, if you have shot a deer and and your arrow or your bullet has made contact with a deer's body, you should do everything you can do, every reasonable step you can take to recover that animal. And it will not always be possible, but most of the time you will be able to do it if you work hard enough. Most of the time. There are still times where it is just not going to work out. I had a really sad experience this season, and I'm going to talk about that more specifically in a, in a future episode. But I hit a deer, it was a bad shot. Um, it, was, it was just, I had a perfect shot. But I, I, I messed it up on the trigger pull. 
and uh, you know it was really bad and I tracked that deer and until the trail just ran cold sun went down I went home put my kid to bed rustled up all the flashlights and high-powered stuff that I've got for predator hunting and everything else head back into the woods for hours trying to find any sign another drop of blood trying to see if I could find the deer smell the deer anything and just searched until all hope was lost and um you know it was a sad hunt it was a sad day Uh, I really I really felt bad about it it really kind of messed me up inside but uh, I did everything I could do people say well you should have kept looking for days well that's easy to say if you're on thousands of acres of public land but you know where I was hunting was woods and then there was another property of woods and then eventually it it went into housing and housing developments and and suburbs and you know properties all over the place and it's like where do you go it could be anywhere for miles assuming it even died which you I can't even be sure that that happened and so you reach a point where that and another factor a huge factor that I'm about to cover and 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 get into that momentarily but I did everything I could do and it was the first time I had ever put blood on the ground and I had seen blood I had was sure an animal was hit that I did not recover it and man that was a tough one that was a tough one um, but I did all I could do everything within reason and more and still it just there wasn't a whole lot of blood it dried up and then hours and hours of searching and nothing and it was it was just a bad scenario but it can happen it can happen there have been other times I was relatively sure we were not recovering that deer I was I was relatively certain we're not going to get this one and we pushed and we pressed and we worked and we got it and spent you know way too much time but it's not too much time if you get the deer there's no too much time if you can recover the animal and so uh, you know if you're able to walk out of the woods with it that's what you should do there's a stick to there is a get it done there's a don't give up there's a I will find and recover this deer we don't have to knock on 10 people's doors to get permission to track across their property we're gonna find it and we need more of that in the hunting community we really do that is an important thing that if I'm gonna pull the trigger I'm gonna do whatever it takes to recover that deer you still won't recover every deer not every deer dies Uh, I could tell you story after story of deer that were found the next season they had a full arrow on the inside of them and they it had healed there was scar tissue even bone growth around the arrow perfectly healthy deer someone shoots it a year later the butcher finds the arrow go tries to go across the bandsaw and just hears metal they're like what is that and a back strap has an arrow through it that's you know two and a half feet long you're like wait what very resilient creatures and you know you can be looking for a dead deer when a deer actually survived and didn't die and so you got to think about that you got to be aware that's always a possibility too but the trophy hunter will say if you wait four hours on a good shot and you wait overnight on a bad shot your chances of recovering that deer are almost a hundred percent now 
course, that's only if the deer dies. If the shot is not good enough to kill the deer soon or later, it doesn't matter. If the deer survives another year, you're not going to find it no matter how long you wait. But assuming it was a shot capable of killing the deer, that advice will prove true most of the time. You will recover that animal, and that's important. However, the trophy hunter's goal is the trophy. They're shooting for the biggest antlers, they're shooting for the most impressive specimen, and their goal is to recover those antlers and recover that specimen or that mount at all costs. And that at all costs can actually cost the meat. And so the butcher's advice is very different than the trophy hunter's advice. The butcher's advice is if you've shot that deer and it's a good shot, you don't wait more than 15 to 30 minutes. Within 15, especially temperature depending, and I'll get more into that momentarily. But you don't wait more than 15 to 30 minutes. You want to get up and you want to get that deer and get it out of the woods and get it gutted out as quickly as humanly possible. If it was a bad shot, if it was a gut shot, if it was a liver shot, if it was a you know, relatively uncertain, not good shot, and of course there's lots of ways to tell that, and I've gone in depth on previous episodes, and you guys can get that information, but if it was a bad shot, either you can tell from where you saw it get hit, or you can tell from what's left of the arrow, or the initial blood trail, the butcher says wait four or five hours and then come back. Four or five hours. Just leave, go eat dinner, go eat lunch, come back four or five hours later, and then begin the search to recover that deer. Now, why the drastic differences? You know, the butcher says 15 to 30 minutes, the trophy hunter says four hours. The butcher says four to five hours. The trophy hunter says overnight. Why the discrepancy? Well, the butcher's goal is to recover meat. The butcher doesn't care so much about antlers. The butcher doesn't care about mounting the deer. The butcher cares about the meat. And the more meat you can get, the more deer you can recover to eat, the better. Whereas the trophy hunter, you know, you're going to recover those antlers at all costs. And even if the cost is some or all of the meat. So let me get now into some of the nitty gritty. Because I think it's obvious if, if, if you haven't picked it up by now or from previous episodes that I favor the butcher's model. And to me, the meat is more important than the antlers. But there's more to it than that. There's, it's not just a preference. So I was just yesterday. I had, I had planned to film this or to record this episode today for months, right? Sometimes I have my the year sketched out six to twelve months in advance when I'm going to record every episode, when it's going to air. I often record in advance. This episode's recorded in advance. I had this thing all sketched out to record this episode today. And it just so happens yesterday, the day, day before recording this, I took a deer in archery season 
and brought it into the butcher and just started asking them a bunch of questions. Didn't even realize I was going to film this or record this episode the next day. I was just curious. I wanted more input. I wanted more opinions. And I was talking to my butcher who who is a phenomenal, professional, full-time master butcher and unbelievable guy, unbelievable family. Just they do the greatest work. And I was talking to him and I said, you know, tell me a little bit more about this. So I asked him some questions. So here's what he told me. He says, you know, when you let the deer sit overnight, he said, a lot of people bring in those deer that have sat overnight. He said, they can't save them. They're unsalvageable. They're not safe or healthy or, if, or pleasant to try to eat. They won't butcher those deer. He said, what begins to happen is the deer will decompose. Well, not decompose. The deer begins to spoil from the inside out. And he said, it doesn't matter how cold it is. It, if it's 60 degrees or 30 degrees or 20 degrees, it really makes no difference because the, the, the heat cannot get out of the middle of the deer fast enough. There's just no way. You leave the guts in for overnight. He said the deer sours, it spoils, it, it just becomes a mess. He said oftentimes what people will do is they'll wait, they'll come back the next day, the deer won't be bloated. They'll assume that it had maybe just died recently. When in fact what happened was the deer died within a couple hours of the shot. The deer bloated, got big and bloated and nasty, and then deflated back down to normal size before they even got there. And they're thinking, oh, it's perfectly fine. Must have just died. And uh, sometimes they'll gut it in the field. Sometimes they'll bring it into the butcher hole. Don't do that. Do not ever bring a whole deer into the butcher. Your butcher will hate you, but you will also much more likely to lose the meat. He says, you know, it, it's done. That deer, if you let it sit overnight, assuming nothing eats it, assuming coyotes don't get it, whatever the case may be, bears, or if you live in parts of the country where there's other things. He said, assuming none of those things get it, that deer will spoil from the inside out. And he said, there's no such thing as a, as a deer that you recover the next day and the meat's good. Maybe you can salvage part of the bottom of the legs or something like that because they're isolated from the cavity in the core of the body. But by and large, that animal's not safe to eat. And some people eat them anyway. And the butcher says, you know what? If it's not safe to eat, I'm not going to cut it. And I don't want that bacteria in my shop to get in there and, and potentially infect other things. You know, if a guy whose whole life is to cut up animals says, not only will I not cut it for your safety, but it's for my, the safety of me and my shop, I'm not eating that. I mean, you can eat it if you want to. You can eat rotten meat and not die. Doesn't guarantee you're going to die or get horribly sick. The chances aren't good, but a lot of people eat spoiled meat in all sorts of corners of the world. But this is a particularly bad kind of spoiled meat because from the inside, all the bacteria in the intestines and the stomach and the guts and all of the waste that's inside the animal, uh, and I won't get into the details, 
all of that begins to become a breeding ground for bacteria. And when you leave that deer overnight, assuming it didn't just expire in the morning, which he said almost never happens, um, he said, you're just, the meat's gone. You'll get the antlers if that's what you care about, but the meat is gone. And then he told me, he said, oftentimes what people will do, and this blew my mind, he said, they'll bring in those next day deer and they'll try to donate them for hunters sharing the harvest or uh, farmers and hunters feeding the hungry. And he'll say, so this deer is unfit for you to eat, but you want me to donate it to the food bank. And he's like, if I won't cut the deer for you, I won't cut it for them either. But they just want to get the antlers. And so uh, whatever, donate the deer. No, I don't have to worry about that spoiled meat. He says it happens every year. And if people think it's cold enough, they think the deer won't spoil. And, uh, you know, I don't know how cold it really has to be for that to happen. But he said in our state, it just period, doesn't matter how cold it gets here in Pennsylvania. He said it can never be cold enough for that deer, for the meat to survive. And he said, when you wait the four hours, the four to five hours, he said, what's going to happen is that deer is going to already start to, to degrade and to decay and to biodegrade because it's often not going to wait four or five hours to die. It's going to die after one or two or three hours if it didn't die almost immediately from a good shot. And he says, once you recover that deer after four or five hours, the insides are already starting to go. He said, there's going to be green splotches on the inside of the cavity. We're going to have to cut that meat out. You're going to lose that. You're going to lose a lot of the rib meat. But he said, you recover and be able to save and eat the majority of the animal. But if you wait any longer, you, you it, it quickly becomes a total loss. And... Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the meat matters more than anything. Yes, I want the antlers. Yes, I'm going to mount the antlers on a board and put them on my wall and remember them for years. Yes, that matters. But the meat is the real thing. The meat is what I'm after. But people say, well, George, you're just a meat hunter then. And they put you into a box. Well, Let's think about this now. The antlers fall off at the end of the year. You go spend enough time in the woods, you can just find antlers. The meat is the animal. The meat is the thing that you're hunting. To let the meat spoil to get the antlers, for me, is, is just, that's the wrong philosophy. To sacrifice the meat to save the antlers. Um, but he says, here's what happens. You know, if that deer doesn't die in four to five hours, chances are it's, you're, it's either going to survive or you're just not going to recover it. He says, what will happen is you'll get in there. That deer will be dead. It may be long dead. Or if it is still struggling because it sat and just bled out internally and began the process of dying, he said that deer will be so weak it won't even be able to get up and run away. So he said it might sit there looking at you. It might muster up and try to stand. But after four hours of laying there, bleeding out and dying, it's not going to have the strength. So you might have to take another shot with your bow or with your rifle or whatever to finish the deer off. But it's going to be there. And he says almost every single time you will recover even a badly shot deer 
with a four or five hour wait, although you're still likely to lose some of the meat. And so the reason that you go with the 15 to 30 minute track is that meat begins to go bad really fast, really fast. The goal for maximum meat preservation is to get the guts out of that animal within 30 minutes of it dying. That's your goal. If I can get the guts out within 30 minutes and let that heat start to vent out of there, I'm going to have the best result. Now, that's not always possible, but if you wait 15 minutes to go and start tracking the deer, and assuming it was a good shot, you're going to find that deer pretty quick. Even if it runs 100 yards, you get a pass-through double lung shot, you're not going to be able to lose that blood trail. You're just you're going to follow it right to the deer and be able to get that thing cleaned out and taken care of super fast. Now, you know, the danger zone gets to be that 3 to 4 hour mark where you need to get that deer into refrigeration or if it's really hot and then that's that's even less. But getting the guts out of it matters a lot. You can't just leave the guts in. Now people say, well, I'll just hang. I, I would hang the deer outside on a night like this. So it'll be fine leaving it in the woods and recovering it tomorrow. Yeah, but you hang it with the guts out. You hang it with air being able to fill the cavity and vent that heat out of there. You hang it now in a safe and processed position, whereas that gear, deer's laying on the ground with its guts in it. That's what causes the problems the fastest. The quicker you can get those guts out, the, the more you're going to be able to recover from that deer. So he told me all kinds of stories that I won't take all the time to get into right here. But by and large, if you want the meat... Now, what's the cost? There's got to be a cost to each philosophy. Well, the cost of the meat hunter, so-called philosophy, or the butcher philosophy, is... If, it was a, if you thought it was a good shot and it ended up being a bad shot and you come in there 20 minutes later, that deer is going to be very much alive and it's going to jump and run and spook. And then it could run who knows how far after that. And so what happens there is people risk losing more deer. Just going to be honest, right? You, just, you have to acknowledge it. You people lose more deer. But if you waited 20 to 30 minutes and you go in looking for that deer and it jumps and runs, okay, you need to just back out. Do not keep going. Wait four hours and then come back. Because what will happen is that deer will jump, it'll run, and of course it was not a few minutes away from dying if it jumped and ran after 20 minutes. It's going to jump, it's going to run, it's going to go a distance, and then it's going to bed down again. Now, how far is it going to go? Well, it really depends on the terrain. It depends on how scared it is. It depends on how, how weak it is. It depends on how open or thick it is. Oftentimes, they're going to, run, they're going to jump and run a couple hundred yards. If it's big and open woods... Though, and they've got the room, they could go a quarter mile. They could go a half mile. And then they're going to bed down and, and try to get better because they don't know what's wrong with them. And so what you need to do is if you spook it, don't just go after it. You need to wait. 
you got to wait for that deer to die. Because if it just ran, it's obviously not a double long shot. It's not a heart shot. This deer is not going to be dead in 10 minutes. You need to just slowly back. If that deer jumps and runs, you need to do nothing to spook it further. You need to back out, wait a few hours. It's obviously a bad shot. And then go in and try to recover it. And I have had that happen. I have had it happen. We recovered the arrow from a pass-through shot, thought it was a double lung shot, and then watched as the deer just jumped up and sprang and ran. And then for hours, we are chasing this thing and this blood trail. Eventually caught up with the deer maybe three hours later, something like that, and the deer was still alive. It couldn't even run. It tried to run, couldn't run. It was just so bled out, took a second shot. It was done immediately. And, you know, but we recovered it. It was hard work. It was a difficult track. It was a lot of knocking on doors, but that's what you do. And we got the deer. The problem, though, was the shot. You know, a perfect shot or even a reasonably good shot is going to kill that deer within seconds. Not minutes, seconds. A double lung shot that deer will likely be on the ground within 30 seconds. Sometimes faster than that. And so that deer is not going to go far. It's not going to be able to go far. Um, so everything is in the shooter's hands. But, of course, you know, I've botched a 15-yard shot and, and just messed it up. And then there you got problems. It can happen to anybody. doesn't matter how much you practice doesn't matter how good you are, how experienced you are, how many deer you've shot. Anybody can botch a shot. All kinds of things can happen. The deer can move at the last moment. The deer can hear the string of the bow and move slightly or severely. The deer can just so happen at the moment you went to pull the trigger on the, on the rifle. The deer takes a step where the bullet or the arrow hits a branch just enough to deflect it out of the vital zone. All sorts of things can happen. But what do you do for recovering the deer? So my philosophy has been, and I would encourage yours to be, focus on the meat. All right, focus on the meat. Recovering the meat is, I think, the single most important thing you can do. And here's what happens for the trophy hunters. So much of the time... The deer died immediately and they came back the next day and it is, they've lost the animal. Um, and if you watch some of these guys on YouTube or on TV, you know, they're shooting dozens of deer a year. They they're easily could shoot a dozen deer. They're not eating all those deer. They don't care. They're donating most of those deer. They don't want to pay for to get the antlers. They're donating most of those deer. They're not eating them. They can't eat. They, can, they can't fit that many in their freezer. They can't give away that much meat. So for them, they couldn't care less. They're just take the animal in whole, throw it into the butcher, say, hey, good luck. Bring it in, you know, the next day. It's a half frozen and half rotten. Frozen on the outside, rotten on the inside. And they don't care. They're not even thinking about eating the deer. It was, they were never going to eat it because they still have... 400 pounds of venison in their freezer from the last few deer 
And it was a while ago they started just discarding them or giving them away or donating them. And so they're donating these rotten deer. But they got to keep shooting deer because they got to keep making videos because they got to keep being on TV because they got to keep doing destination hunts because they got to keep going and going and going and going and going and churning and churning and churning. And that's, that's, that's not the real world. That's not right. Well, I shouldn't say it's not right to hunt like that, but it's not right to waste meat like that. And you don't know how many of them, they take the deer into the butcher with the guts in them the next day. They're still whole. You don't know how many of those deer the butcher just pitches. Sure, gives them their antlers, go away. But they just throw that deer. They're not going to donate it to farmers and hunters feeding the hungry or share the harvest or all the other nice programs that are out there to help feed people. They're not going to donate spoiled meat. They're not going to cut that animal. They're, they're not going to do it. And so you've got this hunting industry propagated philosophy from people, and they're not all bad guys, and they're not all doing the wrong thing, and they're not all disregarding the meat, and they're not all pushing this, this philosophy, but too many are, enough are, that it's created this mindset in hunters, and you know, you go to the Facebook forums, and you start asking people, hey, what should you do? Well, you know, half, three quarters of the answers you're going to get are just people parroting what they've heard on TV, just parroting what the trophy hunters and TV hunters have said. But they're not going any further, never asking anybody that really knows, that really works with the meat on, you know, what's the right thing to do here. So you can recover some of the meat sometimes from an overnight deer if it's cold enough. Some of the meat, some of the time. There's always exceptions. And then somebody hears about an exception and then they just go with that. You know, I've heard stories about, you know, they come back the next day and the deer's frozen solid. It's not really frozen solid, just the outside's frozen solid, or it's partially frozen solid. And they'll take the back straps and they'll take some of the leg muscles and they'll just leave the rest, won't gut it, won't open it. And, uh, you know, sometimes the meat that they take off the outside is still okay because it got colder faster. But it can even be with the back straps. Top of the back strap is good, but the bottom or inside part of the back strap has already gone rotten. And so, you know, that night that I was out, looping back to my story, and I'm searching for that deer all night with all my flashlights until I was just couldn't go anymore. Just totally exhausted. Hadn't had a trail to start with for hours. Just blindly looking for this thing using every strategy, tactic, and tip that I know about grid searching, directional searching, looking for steps, looking for broken foliage, looking for anything I can look for, and just pounding thick brush trying to find any sign of this deer. It was 75 degrees that day. Actually, it was 80 when I made it to the blind. And that night, it was going to be like 65, 70. And I'm like, I knew. I just knew. If I don't get this deer tonight, there is no tomorrow. There is no next day. There is no day after that. This thing's done. First of all, in this area, it won't make it till the morning. Coyotes and whatever else is going to chew this thing up. They're going to smell this thing from a mile away. This deer's not making it. But two, I knew the meat wasn't going to make it. So, oh, people say, just, I even, I, I made the mistake. I posted on the Facebook forums, 
hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? And I then I deleted the post after like five of the same comments. I'm, I wrote another post, just uh, slightly different, trying to focus it. First few comments came in. I saw where it was going. I just deleted that post. I was like, nope, not even worth it. You cannot break through the just the wall of propaganda that TV and YouTube have put in the people's brains. So I was trying to get some some advice outside of just wait till morning, outside of just, you know, get in there at first light. Because there was no first light, right? I, wait until first light was just not going to do it. There wasn't going to be anything left. If a deer at 20 degrees is rotten by first light, you know, a deer at 65 is is going to be horrific. So I was like, I know I got to go back out. I just got to search and search and search until I can't search anymore because if I don't find it now, it's never. And best as I could tell, at some point, that deer likely jumped the highway and then just disappeared into suburbia or some other woods behind an industrial park that you couldn't get access to get into if your life depended on it. But all of that's just just a guess. Lost the trail a mile before that. Just trying to figure out what could possibly have happened. But why did I push so hard out there through the night with all these lights and trying to find this deer? Because I wanted to recover it. I wanted to go beyond just reasonable effort. I wanted to find it if it was in any way possible. But I knew, come morning, it's over. This thing's done. It's just, there's there's nothing you could do. Because I knew that the meat wasn't going to make it. And if that deer laid on the ground for more than a few minutes, it probably wasn't going to make it in one piece either. So you got to push. You got to work hard. You got to think about it. Uh, It all starts with the shot. But like I said, anybody can mess up a shot. It can happen. If you hunt long enough, if you shoot enough deer, it'll happen to you at some point. You'll you'll take a bad or less than ideal shot. And uh, of course, we never want that to happen. But the bottom line is, how long do you wait? Well, if you just want the antlers, you can wait till tomorrow. You can come back two or three days later. If you want the meat, it's a today mission. It is a today mission. You need to go now, or if you need to wait a couple hours, you need to wait a couple hours, but it's today. You're doing this now. There's no tomorrow option for, the, for someone that wants to eat the animal. You got to do it now. I mean, you know, if you're hunting in Alaska and it's negative 60, okay, you know what? You probably can't wait till tomorrow. It probably will freeze solid. And, you know, that'll probably work out for you. I don't know how you're going to get this frozen solid deer back or gutted or cut up or anything if it's actually frozen solid. But... If it's that cold out, and I don't think they even have deer season when it's that cold, but I'm not an expert in their jurisdictions. If it's that cold out, you probably can get away with it. You know, if it's flash freeze, that whole deer may freeze solid in an hour. Well, all right, maybe there's something there. But by and large, everybody listening to this podcast, that's not you, that's not your climate, that's not your circumstances. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Please head to the website, New Hunter's Guide, to check out all of the other episodes on deer hunting and every other kind of hunting. Make sure you check out the YouTube video, click subscribe, 
Go to iTunes, leave a comment. Really appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods.